Welcome to the Bank First Ranger Hour. Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 Spotlight on Northwest Community College. And you can listen to our live stream at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Bank First Ranger Hour. Now, here's your host, Gary Darby. Nine oh seven, and working with you on a Thursday morning. Welcome to the studios of Super Talk Radio in North Mississippi, ninety three point seven. I've got you covered today with Bank First and the Ranger Hour. Got your weather forecast coming up. We'll then speak with one of the Northwest students graduating tomorrow. In fact, Jalen Henry will be on. We'll catch up with Jalen, find out all about the experience of Northwest the nursing program, the future, typical conversations we do with students. And then we'll move into athletics with athletic director Jake Gordon on the program. That's what we're scheduled to provide for you as entertainment today between 9 and 10. And it is December 7, and on December 7th, as you know, ever since you know we've had this program, we, we play the speech of Pearl Harbor. I probably will get that to you as well 1941 but still we remember and we thank you for being a part of our program today all the ways that you can do it you can text message the show anytime that you hear me the message line is open at 662-426-1093 that is 662-426-1093 you know where the facebook page is on twitter it's at gdarb65 all kind of ways to do the things that we need to do to stay in touch. Off we go, and the show begins. Jalen Henry's on the other side. We'll talk with one of the Northwest students actually graduating tomorrow and preparing for the world. We'll talk to Jalen Henry after a timeout. This hour is everything Northwest. Your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College and powered by Bank First. Thanks for joining us on the Bank First Ranger Hour. Join the conversation now by texting 662-426-1093. That's an easy way to do it. We thank Bank First for presenting another Thursday program for us here on this December 7th, 2023. Second half of the show, we'll get with Athletic Director Jake Gordon. We'll talk about the year that was in sports for Northwest Community College and leading into the spring. Get that discussion with Jake coming up. And now, great chance to get involved with another student. I've always had a lot of fun with these. Always been impressed with the people we get. And I think we're going to do the same here. Jalen Henry's on the phone line with us. Jalen, good morning. Good morning. How you doing today? I think we're hanging in there, right? Uh, you know, we're just kind of doing things. As I told you, uh, if people pay me to talk, I do it. And so the schedule's a little crazy. I appreciate you uh, with with your patience on me getting back with you last night and all the things that are going on. And I know you're busy as well, right? You're finishing up. You graduate tomorrow. Uh, you're ready to hit the world uh, running and do what you do in the world of nursing. But let's get a little background information on you, Jalen, kind of a where you are from situation and how you ended up at Northwest Community College. Yes, sir. Well, originally I'm from Clarkson, Mississippi. I moved up here to Walls, Mississippi when I was young. I ended up at Northwest by when I was when I was 18 and I graduated, I decided to go ahead and um, go into the EMT program. Well, at the EMT program, I decided I want to go fully into the nursing program, and I was told that Northwest has a really good nursing program. So 
I just chose to, to stay with Northwest and just attend their nursing program down in Centobia, Mississippi, their RN program. Got you. I have family members uh, that, that did the EMT on, on hospital, on wings, right, and doing that. Um, what then led you, as you started, you said, uh, into the EMT program to think nursing was the way you wanted to go? Well, I already had family members that were in the field of nursing. I always loved helping people and all that, but the environment is always changing. So my mom, my dad, a lot of my other family members, when I told them I'm thinking about doing nursing, they fully encouraged me. They was like, go ahead and go into it. Like, this is a good field. You're always going to have a job no matter what you do. There's yeah. multiple routes you can go in it. So that's kind of what convinced me right there. What has been the experience like as you've gotten into the program at NWCC? It's been very, it's been a very, very good experience. Granted, it's very, very vigorous. Um, it's not easy, but I fully loved it. I love clinicals, the instructors, um, the rubric, and how they're preparing us to take the NCLEX full out. I really, actually, do love the program. You know, I, I, I we've talked about some of the things that I wanted to ask, and and uh, as I talk with the students, it kind of leads me into into moving things around a little bit. Where do you think you want to, you know, go as, as far as your expertise, right? Do you want to go into an ER setting? Would you rather be, you know, sometimes we've talked to nurses that want to get uh, into, you know, whether it's, chi- you know, early child, uh, or, or, or what are we thinking, or does it matter for you? Well, over the years, what I kind of feel has, grab my attention has always been um, acute care critical care settings yeah and i have already actually taken a position to work in the icu in my local hospital excellent excellent which hospital you can tell us which one if you don't or can you not say at this point in time <laughs> uh i'm not sure i can't say so i'm gonna not say real quick i'm just gonna say local hospital i got you that makes a lot of sense and we don't we don't need to jinx anything either right we don't we don't i, I i'm i'm a sports guy so I don't, I don't need to mess anything up for you so i understand and uh, you got to be excited about that right knowing that tomorrow you're going to graduate correct and that there's a position for you out there and ready to roll yes sir most definitely and I, i'm very blessed to be in this opportunity and have this opportunity so tell us about this scholarship you got from the Mississippi Nursing Foundation. What was that, and what did it mean to you? So the Mississippi Nursing Foundation is basically a scholarship aimed towards nursing. It's, it's kind of it's built up by avenues such as like the the tags on the back of cars, the Nurse Touch Live yeah, tag. Yeah. And what it does, it aims to uh, help uh, nurses and students um, get to like further in the education or help with fees such as NCLEX. It's basically to help students and nurses. Jalen Henry talking with us a little bit. And you were inducted into Alpha Delta News. So, I mean, it's obvious that you, you got into these programs and you've handled your business, haven't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To get into Alpha Delta News, you have to have a, uh, at least a B average every nursing course, not fill a single semester and have, a, I believe, a 3.0 or 3.5 GPA, I think it's 3.0, though, uh, GPA. So I definitely got in. I, I made sure I worked hard all the way through, and that's how I ended up at Alpha Delta New. You know, obviously, too, you're, you're a young man with life and, and trying to live that. But what is a day like, right, or was a day like for you in the nursing program? Like, when did you get started? You had clinicals. You had to go through things. How many hours a day did you have to put in to get to where you are right now? 
Everything, it'll be about extra after class. It'll be an extra about maybe five to six hours per day to study, make sure I get all the information is what I did. Is You have that, you got to make sacrifices. Sure. Um, you won't be able to hang out with your friends. Sometimes you might have to miss family events, but in the end, it's going to be worth it, and I can catch up all those times with family and friends. But I had to make those sacrifices, sit down studying them extra five, six hours late into the night, 12, 1, 2 in the morning. Jalen, if, if there is someone out there now, and a lot of times, you know, you, you were young and, and got into it and knew, but sometimes there are those of us that are adults and are thinking about changing and getting back into, right, a different path or doing nursing or, or whatever it was. If someone, you said you had talked to people, they told you about the nursing program, what would you say to someone out there listening right now about the program? I would say it's a, it's a very good program. It's very intense, very vigorous. But you will be able to do it as long as you put in the time, the effort, and the dedication. And the number one thing I can say is to stay organized. Organization is key. And if you're not organized, that decreases your chances of passing. But if you are organized, then it will help you further along to pass the program. How close did you get with the other people in the program, right? The other guys and gals that are out there and are doing the things that you're doing to be in those situations, classroom settings, clinical situations. Uh, and I don't know that I've ever asked any of the others that have been on here. Do you think you'll kind of still be a click somewhere along the way as life continues? Yes, I think so, especially if we just, like all stay in contact with each other. I'll be working with some of my classmates as well. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you really do build a family bond. You go, you got some people that just graduated high school that are 18 years old. You got some people that decide to do the, the second career that are up to 50, 50 years old. Yeah. But that has never been an issue with bonding, though, because you're all in the same situation. We're all trying to pass nursing school. We just grew a bond together. I'm going to get you to do it one more time, uh, but but the experience, and and if you if you can, uh, can you put it into words what it has meant to you at Northwest and then tomorrow, the fact that you're going to go across the stage and, and they're going to hand you that piece of paper that says, now, go help America, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The experience meant a whole lot to me. I, I I was at the Soto campus the first when I was doing the EMT programs in my pre-race. Then I had went down to the Centopia campus when I decided to go into the RN nursing program. And both locations, I feel like it was very good. The student-teacher ratios were also very good as well. I absolutely loved it. I mean, had a, a fairly good campus life, made friends on campus. So I absolutely loved it. And when I go graduate tomorrow and when I get the papers, it's going to be like, help people. I'm, be, I'm beginning with a big <laughs> smile on my face. How many family members do you think are going to be there yelling and screaming, too? Oh, I'll probably get a, a a good lot of family members. Some that's not going to be able to make it, unfortunately. But I'm gonna have a whole bunch of family support, and that's what it, it that also helps in nursing school is to have that family support to have those family members calling you, be like, "Hey, you okay? How you doing?" It means a lot to me. That's that is that's a, that's a good message too, because yes, you've put in a lot of time and effort and had to, but you had to have that support system, not just. You know, the people I just talked with you about that are in that clinical setting with you. But without family, it's tough, isn't it? Yes, it's very tough. Because it's put a lot of stress on you. You might, not, you might not know what to do. You might not 
be able to pay the bills. Who knows the situation? But if you get some family support that's able to help you to release some of that pressure on you, it goes a long way. And See, I really appreciate my family members. I tell the, the people all the time, I, I had the support. I started out in pharmacy, okay? And then when I got into the lab work, I don't know. I just didn't have the work ethic, right, Jalen, that, that you have or that others did to go through that. And then, thank goodness, an advisor told me I could talk for a living. And 35-plus years later, I've been, I've been able to do that, you know, uh, in, in, in whatever it is. Uh, so, look, congratulations. It's been a pleasure talking with you this morning and, and getting some thoughts from you. Um, what is it about, you know, the, the exciting critical care part of it? Because, you know, I, people get I, – I, I, don't, I don't know how to really word this. Like, it's – I don't want to say – because sometimes when people run right and run long distances – they get a runner's high. Or if there's a stressful situation, some people get jacked up because of that. Is that kind of you? Do you get that rush, so to speak, because you're in that situation or think you want to be involved in that situation? Uh, I, I, I would say fairly, yes. I thrive off of, uh, off of intense stress situations. And to be like in the mercy, critical care type of setting, you have to you have to – know what you're doing you have to be the best you have to be able to see when something's happening because if something happens it's going to happen quick and something's going to follow it very fast and we don't need anything bad following that very fast right you got so you have to know what you're doing that's right and you got a, a quick quick thoughts and, and be prepared and hopefully northwest community college has helped you in that regard i don't know that i actually worded that question very well but you answered it uh the the, the way I, I i i hoped you would jalen thanks for being with us this morning. I appreciate all your work. Congratulations, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, and I really appreciate you. All right. That's Jalen Henry joining us on the program. Another great student, right? And off after graduating tomorrow into the critical care world uh, in the, uh, as he said, local area there. He's living in Walls, so he'll be up there in that area somewhere and working in the nursing world, and we congratulate Jalen for that. All right, friends, it's 927. We come back, and we're getting into athletics with director Jake Gordon on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Bank First Ranger Hour, your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College on Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 and streaming live at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Bank First Ranger Hour. And later on this afternoon, anywhere you get your podcasts, in case you missed the discussion with Jalen Henry, nursing school student graduating tomorrow, a job waiting as soon as... That is done. He hits the world running and is going to be helping the world in the nursing portion of things. ASAP, great interview with Jalen. Now we'll talk athletics. Athletic Director Jake Gordon's back on. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. How are you? Things are great, man, and getting a chance to do this again on a Thursday, talk Northwest sports and do things with you. And we've got a lot of things we need to get to, and I want to start you with the, the women's soccer world, what Coach Beatty has done there. Uh, and another historic season and what they did in making another run towards a national championship. Yeah, so they, I mean, they just continue to set their own records, uh, set records for the program, and, 
and uh, it seems like every year they go to new heights. Uh, this year, for example, we won the the Region 23 Championship. Uh, we were able to beat Pearl River and then uh, make it to nationals. And na- nationals didn't really work out how we wanted to. And you know, but that's that's not to take away from the accomplishments of the season. Uh, one loss during the season and uh, you know winning the Region 23 Championship is pretty impressive. And then this week, Amaya Andrews and, and Raylan Dixon signed national letters of intent for Division One schools with uh, Amaya going to Jackson State University and Dixon choosing Jacksonville State University. And I know we have a national signing day coming up, and as athletic director, you're watching not just that sport but all of the sports, wanting them to do well in the classroom, on their field of play, but then moving on to that next step, and, and there's a lot of that happening at Northwest. Yeah, Amaya and Raylan, they're, they're two good examples of um, soccer players that, that did their best here, um, represented the program well, and then now uh, one's staying in-state and the other one's just going over out of Alabama. And so the fun thing with being a junior college is the chance to watch them play here for two years, and then you get to see them go on to a four-year school, and a lot of them have success. And so... Uh, you know, the, the chance for them to come here and play and, and mature as, as in their sports and, and as students and then move on to a four-year school is actually kind of the fun part for me to, to watch them to, to move on and then see them have success after here. You've had a couple of years now to take in some Mississippi, as we call it, football, right? We talked about soccer, but we'll talk football now. And, and to watch the community college football world uh, again, you know, the, the end of the season, maybe not where Coach Parker and company wanted it, but it was another successful season for Northwest football. Yeah, it was an exciting season. It didn't, you know, it didn't, we didn't finish how we wanted to, obviously, but um, it was an exciting season. We had a little um, postseason record that we had going on the line, and we had to win our last regular season game in overtime. To, to be able to keep that postseason streak alive. And so uh, we were able to make it to the, the MAC semifinals as a team, and, you know, and that was impressive. And, you know, it didn't, didn't end how we wanted to, but uh, just to be able to make it to postseason and gives our, give ourselves a chance was, was something that was impressive for this group. And uh, that they'll build on that, and the, the players that are coming back will be able to, uh, you know, learn from that experience and, and get better and mature and come back and, you know, be the leaders of next year's team. You know, I know uh, in the community college world, and, and we're, I'm just kind of moving you through sports as we go here, basketball gets started and then has to shut down for for a month, right? And I know the whole college and everywhere throughout the state, it's the same. But we've gotten basketball underway. And Coach Latero Williams, a guy that stepped in last year, uh, took over that program, has, has built it and got it off and running on the women's side of things for, for this early portion of the schedule. Yeah, and he's... You know, last year he came in a little late, so he didn't, you know, get a lot of, you know, his recruits in. So now he's, you're getting to see what kind of recruits he's bringing in. Um, you know, he likes athletic players. He likes, he likes big players. And so um, they get up and down the floor. They, they apply a lot of defensive pressure. And so they're fun to watch. You, you know, you definitely don't get bored watching his teams play. And so... You know, they're up and down. They're, they're playing defense. They're trying to get the steal and go the other way. And so they've had a good start to the season. Now, like you said, they do have a break. And so they have to They go home. They they uh, they eat some good food, and then they come back, and we'll, we'll get them 
practicing and get them back in shape and get them ready for the conference season that starts in January. And I know the men still have a couple of things uh, to do. They're, they're trying to build off that win on Mississippi Delta uh, from a week ago, but they're in Boonville. Harvey Childers, for those in North Mississippi, you are familiar with that name, longtime coach, uh, great coach at Northeast. And so, you know, Coach Oakley going to tomorrow and uh, Saturday to take on a couple of teams in Boonville, and hopefully they can build off that win and get some momentum as they go into the break. Yeah, that'll be good for them. They'll play some tough teams over there, so it won't be easy. Um, but really, that's the only way you can get better. And they didn't – I was proud of the way they played against Mississippi Delta. I felt, felt like they, you know – they didn't play good the entire time, but they played good when they needed to and got the win. And so that was impressive to see them come out. And, you know, they're they're not winning every game right now, but getting those wins and building that confidence is good. And so going to Northeast and getting a couple games in before they hit the Christmas break will be, you know, will be good for them. And um, the road trips are always fun and it gives them a chance to, to kind of bond and get a couple – uh, out-of-state games that you probably don't get usually, and so that's nice of Northeast to host us and have us come over there and play a couple games. As the athletic director, right, and you're getting ready to take this this break as well, but you got spring sports to think about and coaches to, to talk with and do things with, whether it's baseball, softball, you got the tennis program coming back again. I'm going to get you into golf in just a little bit, but have you already and are you guys uh, obviously preparing for what's coming up in, in the spring? Oh, yeah, we're getting excited. Um, the, the the thing with spring, I mean, baseball and softball, they play in the fall. They play some games. You get to see them. Um, you, you, you don't know how much put stock to put into them, but they've played well in the fall. And so getting them to come out in the spring and uh, seeing how they play when the games actually count is kind of fun. So getting them out there and, you know, they – the games, the games mean something more to baseball and softball once they start in the spring, and so they, uh, they'll feel a little bit more pressure, and so you kind of see how they'll react when the game's on the line and these games count and, you know, pitching in big situations or if you need a hit with, you know, runners on. And so it's fun to see them, how they react when pressure's on, and, and you'll find out who's, who you can count on when they're, when they're at bat or pitching, or, and you'll find out who, who might need some work with those pressure situations. Remind us, Jake, how long you've been the athletic director at Northwest now. I'm in the middle of my second season. Right. So getting to know everything uh, around the state and getting to know my fellow athletic directors in the state. And so that's always fun because it's a supportive group and uh, you get to know everyone around campus. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, every day, you know, I feel like every week you kind of meet someone and get to know people in the area and people at, at the school. And so... You know, it's still a big learning experience, and so I, I just kind of soak it in. Well, with that, you know, the tennis program has started back and obviously got off on, on a good foot. Uh, you know, Coach Irvin got it started and then has moved on, and, and it continues. And um, as I joked with you a little bit earlier, maybe I should have played golf or tried to be good at golf because we see that John Rahm's going to get somewhere like $500 million to leave the PGA Tour this morning uh, and, and go to live. Uh, and we've already talked with the new golf coach, too. That is a new sport that's coming in. Cause you can, can you talk with us as an athletic director about starting new sports as well? Well, starting new sports is exciting. Like, uh, we, had, we had men's golf before, and probably I think it was like eight years ago. And so uh, we're rejuvenating that program with Coach Ryan Brickley, and then it, we're also starting women's golf. And so 
Um, it's exciting. Uh, I, I personally am a golfer. I mean, I'm not good, but I like to go out there <laughs> and hit the ball. And, you know, it's fun to be out in nature and try to find your ball in the trees. So that's kind of my specialty. And so, um, you know, just starting golf and getting golfers signed and getting them, you know, to build, to start up a program is fun. And so Ryan Brickley is the right guy to do that because he's good at recruiting and not only, uh, you know, is he good at recruiting, he can bring in kids that want to golf and he has, you know, he's a, he's a head golf professional. And so he has the ability to, you know, take strokes off the game of these players that come in and teach them the right way to play and, and to act on a golf course. And then, you know, they'll move on from here and go to a four-year school. And so, and, and have lower scores when they leave, and so that's exciting. And starting women's golf is something that's new in the state, but it's already starting to gain a little traction with the other schools. And so um, I'm pretty sure you'll see a few more golf uh, programs start up at the junior college level in Mississippi within, like, the next five years. You know, I'm very familiar with all of the coaches in, in all of the sports and getting to know those, uh, you know, in the tennis and the golf world. You have a great collection of men and women leading these programs. Can you just kind of talk about that just a little bit? Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm pretty lucky to to have the coaches that I have here. Um, number one, the coaches that were here when I arrived a year and a half ago, um, very professional. You know, all of them want to win, and they want to do it. They want to win in the right way. So they go out and recruit. They try their best. Um, they don't sell their souls to, to try to get recruits, but they, they do try their best, and they sell themselves. And so um, players that come here and play for these type of coaches, uh, you know, it's important for – I tell a lot of kids when they come in on recruiting visits, I say, you, you know, it's important who your coach is because you're going to be listening to that coach, and th- this coach is going to be influential in, in your life. Uh, whether you continue to play sports or you just go on and move on as a student. And so um, picking out the right coach that's going to be a leader and going to be memorable, um, you know, these are the experiences that you'll remember for, for the rest of your life, really. And you'll talk about coming to Northwest and play for Mark Carson at baseball or play for Chelsea Bramlett at softball and all the coaches and, um, you know, those experiences. And so, th- so that's why I tell the uh, recruits that it's so important to – be able to pick the coach that's going to help you grow as a person and help you improve and and have a have a great experience while getting education in as well. You know, I, I have the the long history of traveling, you know, and and broadcasting games for Northwest in in many years past, and been up and down this state on every campus. And now seeing pictures or going back to some of these places, including Northwest, and see the facilities that are there, the upgrades that have been made. Um, it's like an arms war, isn't it? I mean, you've got to keep up. You've got to continue. And I know you've got great support with Dr. Heindel and everyone at Northwest, but facility-wise, Northwest hanging in there with everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it is very competitive. You know, um, when you go and visit other campuses, you'll see something. And it's kind of like my kids. I have two kids. You know, one kid gets something, and the other kid wants it immediately <laughs> after. And so... Um, but no, you go around to other campuses and you see some things they're like, Oh, that'd be nice. And so, you know, it starts the conversation at the campus you're at. And so luckily at Northwest, um, we're kind of the ones that, 
people come to our campus and think, oh, that'd be nice to have or right. something like that. And so we're kind of leading the way or, or at least staying at the top of uh, facilities. And, um, you know, I've been around at other junior colleges, and I don't know how many people know that Mississippi junior colleges actually have some of the best facilities in the country compared to other junior colleges in the country. So, they, so you know, it's just kind of a hidden gem that not many people know about. And so um, when, when, when we recruit out-of-staters, um, you know, they're legitimately surprised at how, how much effort and how much, uh, how much money we put into our facilities to, to make them look and to make them stand out and be a, to, you know, be a beacon of the community because a lot of these junior colleges are in small towns. And so, you know, they go to these small towns like Senatobia and like um, the other small towns where the, the, you know, Boonville and all that. And so these community colleges are kind of a beacon of the community and, you know, the community's proud of them. And so that's something special for, for Mississippi uh, Junior College that I've seen. All right, last message and I'll let you go. And that's where you want to take or, or, or what you want to do maybe in 2024. Ooh, boy. <laughs> um. You know, I'd love to, you know, you know, the best thing is watching these teams have success. I'd love to see, you know, these teams in the spring have success and have the ability to play in the postseason and possibly make it to nationals. You know, I fully believe that um, our baseball and softball team can do that and our tennis team as well have a chance to go and play at nationals. And, and so, you know, that's the best part is watching them have success and, um, you know, one thing I didn't mention that's coming up in the spring is, is our rodeo team. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure you've talked to Will Loomis, who's out in Vegas right now, um, getting ready for a national finals rodeo. But um, he's done a great job this year of bringing in his recruits. Obviously, he's a steer wrestler, and so his strength is bringing in those, those steer wrestlers and, and those tough guys that can, can wrestle a steer in under five seconds. And so... Um, you know, he's got our, our rodeo team ranked for, I believe, the first time. And so, um, you know, he's got them in a position where they're poised to make it to compete as an entire team at College Finals Rodeo, which will be coming up in June. And so hopefully everyone can keep an eye out for that and, you know, watch them continue to have success in his and really his first full year of having his recruits in. So it's exciting to watch what he can do with them. Absolutely. Thanks for your time again and being a part of the program. Happy holidays to you, sir. Happy holidays. Have a great one. Thank you. That's Jake Gordon. He is the athletic director at Northwest Community College. And very glad that he brought up Coach Loomis. Uh, fourth in the world in steer wrestling, and as he mentioned, he is out in Vegas and, and getting ready to compete. And we hope to try and get in touch with him uh, before the end of the year and after this event. It, it goes through the 16th, so we're going to let him get a little time uh, to see what he can do there uh, in the National uh, Rodeo. And uh, we wish Coach Loomis good luck individually in what he's doing in the world of steer wrestling and all of the sports. Good stuff, always a good discussion. I enjoy that with coaches, players, and their athletic director, Jake Gordon. It's 947. We'll conclude the program next. We're talking Rangers this hour. Thanks for joining us for the Bank First Ranger Hour. It's a special conversation about Northwest Community College. There's a campus near you. 
And you can join the conversation by texting to 662-426-1093. 10 minutes away from 10 o'clock. Gary Darby with you and the Bank First Ranger Hour on this Thursday. And we thank our guests again, Jalen Henry. He'll graduate in the nursing program at Northwest tomorrow. Job in hand. And then athletics director, Jake Gordon, for being on with us and talking about everything from what's already happened here in the fall and moving into the spring and uh, everything with new sports and all that's happening on the Northwest campus. I want to thank both of them for being on our program today. But it is uh, December 7th, 82 years ago. Uh, We know what happened on American soil in each and every December 7th. I provide you a little bit. I know that it's already happened in in the early a.m. hours and more, but it's something that I I, I do and I'm going to continue to do for you. So we're going to hear a little bit of that speech from President Roosevelt, and then you'll get into the top of the hour. Thanks for being with us on this version of the Bank First Ranger Hour. Remember, you can always be a part of the program at 662-426-1093, the Facebook page, or join me on Twitter at GDARB65. Have yourself a good Thursday. We'll do this tomorrow morning at around 9.06. Mr. Vice President, Mr. Speaker, members of the Senate and of the House of Representatives, yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation and at the solicitation of Japan was still in conversation with its government and its emperor looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. In addition, American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy, I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense, but always Will our whole nation remember the character of the onslaught against us? No matter how long it may take us to overcome this premeditated invasion, the American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory.